Heavenly Father, we trust you to bless this word to our spirits. Thank you for the anointing that breaks the yoke, oh Lord, the yoke of bondage. Praise your holy name that the yokes of bondage in our lives will be totally smashed this morning in the mighty name of Yeshua. Our eyes will understand what God has for us and we'll be able to embrace it with both arms and run with it, Lord. Run with it. Run with it that we might be exalted in this time and in this hour that your kingdom might go forward and this world might be saved in the wonderful name of Yeshua. Amen. 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 Praise God. Sharon, uh, Janet said to me that this child possibly coming to your school that's battling with cancer. The Lord told me, if the parents can bring that child here, the child will be healed. The child will be healed. Praise God. Well, I don't know what it is, but I seem to get choked up these days so easily. Maybe it's because of God and His Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I'd like to talk to something we all know, but dear God, do we know it? My job is to make sure that we know it. Amen? We know it. Praise God. Fill me with love, O Lord. May no spirit interfere with what has to happen this morning in your mighty name. The title of this message is What Faith Can Do. All right? What Faith Can Do. Let's just read. In your Bibles, I'm going to just read one verse of Scripture. We know it well. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is well able to reward those who diligently seek him. Amen? Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. I believe every one of us here wants to please God. Otherwise, you wouldn't have got you at nine. Well, let's say ten o'clock this morning. Bless his holy name. The service is at 9.30. For everybody's information, not 9.30.14. All right, if that's how you work, regard the timing as 9.4.9.30. Okay, praise God. But anyway, bless his holy name. What can faith do? It's important to know what faith can do for us. All right, so that we can get it working. And not only for us, please, please, please. The idea is for it to work for other people. Can you just say amen to that? Mm -hmm. But before you and I can get it to work for other people, what's got to happen? Charity starts at home, so to speak. Amen? Don't think you can lay hands on people and expect them to get healed if we ourselves piddle around, you know, with sickness. We've got our victory, brothers and sisters, in every area of life. Can you hear me? We, the church, must walk in victory. What is it? There's an anointing on this thing. Bless God. I'm changed. My wife's praying for me, obviously. Anyway, now, what can faith do for us? Now, before we go into this, remember, we need to know what faith actually is. Can you say amen? amen. Not some wishy-washy, feeling, emotion, hoping, and a praying, and a sniveling, and a crying that maybe God will do it. That is not faith. Amen? That's not faith. Faith is the inner conviction where you and I know that we know that we know that we know that we know. That's real faith. Now you see, real faith like that can do, oh my soul, so many things, but we need to know what it can do. Why? 
Well, you see, you'll always have the religious folk come and say to you, Oh, you know what? You faith people, you're telling God what to do. If you ever hear somebody say that to you when you've made a faith statement, can I give you the most erudite word from the dictionary, the Oxford Dictionary, for you to reply? It goes like this. Is that erudite? No, it's not, but it's to the point. Listen, real faith doesn't tell God what to do. Only an idiot would do that. And we're not stupid here. Can you all say amen? People look at me like some wild man when I start speaking these things. Oh, he's one of those uneducated fools, you see. That's what goes through their brain. That's what the devil puts in their mind. Well, for the information, I have two university degrees, amen? But those mean nothing. My knowledge is based on the word. Hallelujah. You see, you can't tell God what to do. You must be a fool. Is that right, Barry? Only a fool goes to God. Oh, you must do this. You must do that. We're not stupid here. Can you all say amen? Please, somebody, just tell me. We're not stupid in this place. We're highly intelligent, actually, and we have the mind of Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm sorry. There's some anointing on this thing. (laughs) I need this thing to keep me up here. Listen. Faith is based on what God has said. Can you all say amen? amen? What he has said. We don't go to God and tell him what to do. We go to him on the basis of what he says he wants to do. And we hold him to his word. Amen? We hold him to what he has said. You're not telling somebody to do something if they've already said they're going to do it. Am I right? Is that pure logic? Do you have to have a degree in rocket science to understand that? No! We don't go to God and tell him what to do. We go to God on the basis of what he has said. Faith comes, real faith comes from hearing the word of God. Amen? The literal, written word of God. That's what it comes from. You see, we don't go to God and say, oh, you must do this. We say to him, God, you said, I believe. I choose to believe. Hallelujah. And, you, and I continue to choose to believe. And what he said eventually, you know, it will build up in your own mom heart. Faith. That real business of faith that's able to do so much. Amen. Has everybody got this? You're not fooling around you. We've got to save the world. And this is how it's going to be done. God's way. Well, what can faith do for us? We need to find out in the Bible what God has said. And for your information, Christ said, look at me, you've seen me, you've seen the Father, all right? What I do is what he wants to be done. Am I right? Did the Lord say, bye, Dad, I'm going to earth to have a holiday? Did he say that? I'm going down to the earth and it's got some nice cozy place. I'm going to sit there and don't worry about heaven anymore. I'm just going to enjoy myself. Did he say that? No, he came to show us what heaven was like. And we've got four Gospels, did you know that? Four Gospels. And in what they call the Synoptic Gospels, most of these miracles are recorded. So we've got all this information to start off with in triplicate. (laughs) In some cases, quadruplicate. In some cases, ten times, tenfold. Now, let me ask you, if you're the boss of a business, all right, and you want your people to do something, and you send them one message, can you expect them to do it? Yes, you can, you should. Amen, you send them an email, expect them to do it. But God hasn't just sent one email, he sent it in triplicate, at the least. How would you feel if you sent your servant a message in triplicate and he still didn't get it? Disappointed. Let me tell you, the Bible is very simple. Did you know that? The instruction is very simple, and it's all good. 
Amen. It's all good. Isn't that wonderful? The only way you can confuse it is if you choose not to read it, or you go according to your brain, this potato between the ears, or you listen to Auntie Susie, Uncle Joe, Brother Pete, and everybody else, what they think, you'll confuse it. The worst thing you can do is go and get some theological training. Tell you what, some of it's so simple. You have to have theological training to confuse it. Serious. I mean, we went to a funeral. The man died. He killed himself. Oh, my soul. Oh, my soul. Now, he had the misfortune of being influential, quite an influential character. His business, big multinational company, had flagged him to become executive, you see, so, and things went wrong. But anyway, he committed sewage. At the funeral, probably the most, I don't know, frustrating funeral that I've ever attended in my life. Because he was so well-known, in a sense, the Anglican Church, which he never attended, by the way, but they cashed in on this whole thing, this big funeral. Not only did they send one priest, they sent two. Two. Then comes the time for the explanation why God did this. Oh, my son. Oh, my soul, took every bit of self-control to stop me from getting up from my seat, going up to the podium and giving that clown a fat clap. <laughs> he started to speak about when we were in seminary, they were discussing at the heart of HIV what they call hot sicta. Hot sicta. Try to explain how this man, even though he killed himself, he's assured a place in heaven because wada, 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 and God, God moves in this so, so confused, so confused. The man didn't have to die, did you know that? All he needed was that spirit of depression to be removed. Simple as that. And I went to Denmark Clinic. I went all the way there. I actually ran out of petrol on the way back to try and get that message to him. Amen. I almost got there. I almost got it to him. Unfortunately, his wife, his wife, sorry to say, highly intellectual, highly intellectual woman, all right, steeped in secular humanism, took one look at me and a smirk came over her face. And she looked at her husband and she sort of shook her head as if to say, this is not the answer to your problem. Do you know what? Because of that, he died. He died. Sometimes God brings the answer to you and my problem in a package that maybe doesn't look like you think it should. Sorry, I don't look like the angel Gabriel. But I know the truth. Amen. God could have set that man free to be the father and husband to his family that God wanted him to be. Amen. But guess what happened? We got this message in triplicate, totally confused. Amen? Can you believe it? Oh, God's got a little pocket of sickness. Hmm? Back pocket business for those he doesn't like. <laughs> yes, my brother and sister, sometimes the Bible in the Old Testament and in the New says God sent the sickness. It wasn't God. The protection was lifted and guess who came rushing in? The smirk on his face. Satan himself. Amen. My point is, you and I must have it clear. Strength five, exactly what God has said. Amen. Then we can have faith. Then we're able to trust God to do it. Am I right? If there's murkiness, 
you and I are on a very slippery slope. We've got to pronounce this very clear. Strength 5 to the public. Did you know that? That's our job. That's my job to make sure we are equipped to do it. Can you all say amen? amen. It's not going to happen one day in heaven and people come before Almighty God what of this congregation come and God says, why didn't you finish your job? Oh, you know, I, you, you chose to take me home early. Who told you that? You see. And in most cases, that poor soul has got to say, well, he's somewhere in the crowd, the pastor. Not this case, all right? Not this case. We're going to know. We're going to. Can you just say amen for me? We're all going to know. My job is to make sure everybody knows. What you do with it is entirely up to who. I can't make you believe. But anyway, what can faith do? Well, obviously, number one, faith can save us. Amen? Amen. Faith is our ticket to heaven. Oh, but I thought Jesus was. Oh, yes, he is. Amen? What does it say in John 3.16? We all know it up heart. God so loved who? The world. The entire world, right? That he sent his son to die, as we know. That, now here, listen to this. Whom? Soever, guess what? Believes. Amen. You have to believe. What is belief? A symptom of faith. Amen. So you see, if you and I want to get to heaven one day, and I recommend it. Okay, if I was a travel agent, and you came to me, and you said, is heaven a nice place to go? I'd be able to say, yes, it is a very nice place to go. Live forever. Perfect health, perfect harmony, perfect everything. Oh, my soul. What's the alternative? Very warm spot. Hmm? Very warm spot. Hot as hell. <laughs> no, it's no joke. I tell you what. No, no joke. No laughing matter. My brother's very fond of saying he hopes to go to hell one day because all his friends will be there. <laughs> You don't want to be with your friends right there, brother and sister. No. But what's going to make the difference? How holy you are. How clean you've kept your nose during your sojourn on this earth. I corner, as they say, in Shakespeare. The only thing that will preserve you and I from that place down there is trust. Faith in Almighty God and in Yeshua in particular. So we all know that that's not too difficult. Most people can get their brain around that. But please note, you've got to believe him. You see, whoever confesses with his mouth that Yeshua is their Lord and believes in their heart. You see, you've got to believe in your heart that he rose from the dead. You've got to believe. There's got to be faith in it. You've got to trust that it is true. All right? You'll be saved. Guarantee. Isn't that beautiful? There is no other name by which anybody can be saved. There's no other name. There's no other name. It's the Lord Yeshua. Chet, as they say in Shon. Pint, as they say in Afrikaans. Finish and claw. Amen? We all know that. You can't get there through Buddha and all this stuff and vegetating. That's what vegans do. They don't meditate, they vegetate. <laughs> if you have a different colors of vegetable, you vegetate in technicolor. My mother put on our family chat all the vegetables from her garden. You say, all the colors, you can't believe all the colors are red. You know they say green fingers? She's got rainbow fingers. <laughs> rainbow fingers, how did I get there? Okay, so everybody knows you've got to be saved. 
and you have to have faith. But listen, it doesn't stop there. As everybody knows, it's one thing being saved. It's another thing. It's another thing to spend your and my life walking on what they call the straight and the narrow. Does everybody know what I mean? You know the straight and the narrow? That means we don't sort of walking with God and every now and then just get off track. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're all, all holy, much holier than myself. Now let me tell you something. To walk the straight and narrow, you and I must use faith. Amen? You can't use your willpower. Did you know that? Your willpower is insufficient. Let me give you a lovely illustration the Lord gave me. Rolfi boasts about his beautiful bucky. Barry tells me it's the most sought-after vehicle by the theft community. But anyway, imagine I'm driving down to Swakobunt or whatever, and on the side of the road, there is Rolf Sr. behind the wheel of Rolfi's bucky and behind his Rolfi pushing. How far are they going to get? For every bucky that, by the way. Now, you see, that's trying to use your and my willpower to walk the straight and narrow, to overcome sin, let me put it straight. You use your willpower to try and overcome sin. It does not work. That's why so many Christians live frustrated lives and very many of them wander away from God completely. Technically, it's called sanctification. Living a holy life. You have to use faith. For Rolf's bucky to operate properly, what has he just simply got to do? You've got to fill it up with diesel. The diesel, when it's ignited with those spark plugs, will take you all the way. Amen? Faith will take you all the way. Does that mean we don't have to exercise our willpower? No. Your and my willpower is very important. But you see, we've got to use our willpower to get our mind on the Word. Amen? See how it works? As you and I get our mind on the Word, we ignite faith, we fill our tank with petrol, and that faith will help you and I to overcome. Amen? When you and I are beset with certain thought patterns, the way to break it is not to say, I won't think that, 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 I won't think. Quite a good idea. <laughs> I, I won't, uh, 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 quite a good idea. Maybe I should just, you know, just wait, wait there. Let me go and indulge this little thought. And you know what these thoughts do, don't you? They grow. Hmm? You see, what happens is before long, you're not operating just worse than we were before we were again. Can you see the problem? We're trying to use our willpower. Get your will to get your mind on what? Our minds on the Word. And you know what the truth is? Once you now fill our lives with the Word and our spirit with the Word, my soul, these things just, they fall off. You think, did I ever involve myself with that? Oh no. Alright, so we all got that. Ongoing salvation depends on this whole process of faith. For everyone of us born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our willpower. Does it say that? This is the victory that overcomes the world. Just strength of character. Willpower. No, even our faith. Capish, capish. All right, let's move on. Number three. Okay, now even that religious fraternity is quite happy with, and if I preach a sermon, 
in a religious congregation. Up to now they say, very nice, hallelujah, amen, we're glad we invited him. <laughs> However, unfortunately, we've got to go a bit further. The other thing that faith can do for you and I, it can make us well, amen? It can heal us of any, any and every sickness. Can I put it clearer than that? Can I put it clearer than that? And this information, by the way, was sent to us in more than triplicate. All right? More than triplicate. Let's just consider one of them. And I'll just go to this wonderful lady. The woman that was afflicted with the issue of blood for 12 years. Now, if you want to read the scripture, but it's in all the Gospels. All right? Mark 5, 34. We know the story. This woman afflicted with this issue of blood. I hope Janet doesn't mind me saying this, but she had this affliction herself. For how long, my darling? Over a year, hey? But it wasn't 12 years, thank God. But it was terrible. Terrible. At that stage, we were operating out of the chapel just down the road. She could hardly walk there. Amen? So this poor woman, 12 years, and she obviously started off with quite a bit of cash. So she could go to all the doctors and all the quacks in town and they did stuff. God knows what they did in that day and age, but it didn't help. Didn't help. We are not against doctors here, by the way. Please don't get me wrong. Please don't get me wrong. We're working with them. Amen? But can I just say something? Doctors are fine, but there's a better way. Faith can do it for you. Did you know that? And that's what you've got to understand. Anyway, she manages to get to the Lord. We know the story. She said in her heart, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. You know, this lady is the founder of the modern-day faith movement. Did you know that? She is. Kenneth Hagen and other people picked up on it, yes. But she's the founder. Just think about that. A woman who didn't think of herself as anything spent most of her life, well, a large portion of her life, in, how shall I say, insignificance and tragedy because of one decision she made, became the great exponent of faith in our generation. Isn't that awesome? Don't think that your faith battle is not important, brother and sister. It can change the world. But anyway, she grabs hold of this. Now please note something. The Lord said, who touched me? All right? Because he felt power going out of him. By saying, who touched me? Did he think, oh, I'm going to heal this woman? Did he? Yes or no? Emphatically, no, he had no clue. Amen? He didn't have a clue. What am I saying? The healing was available. Amen? A lot of people say, oh, if God wills. Brother and sister, we've got it in more than triplicate. For your information, if you are sick, God wills you to be well. Can you all say amen? amen. Can you all say amen? amen? Praise God. We don't have to mumble and stumble and bumble about wandering. Lost in the wilderness, like dear John the Baptist. The greatest man on earth, by the way, but still. We don't have to, you see. It's clear. Why? Well, you see, here he is. The power goes out of him. He recognizes what has already happened, even though he didn't have to put his mind to it. And this is still, in a sense, before he died, before he was stricken with stripes by which we are healed. Before that, under the old covenant even. I mean, my soul. My soul. My soul. The healing was, the supernatural healing, the anointing was available. 
Now people say, oh, well, the anointing healed her. Yes, it was the anointing. But the question is, what induced that anointing? What induced that anointing to flow? You see, the Lord said, who touched me? The disciples said, lots of people have touched you. No, somebody touched me. What was the difference? And he turned around and he said to a woman, your beautiful face has healed you. Your religious denomination has healed you. Your positive thinking has healed you. Do you understand? Just the fact that you're the right place at the right time healed you. Uh-uh. Once again, as Shakespeare would have said, Icon, sister, your faith. Your. Notice whose faith. Was it God's faith? No! It was her faith. You see what faith can do for you? It doesn't matter what sickness you have. Totally irrelevant, even if you're responsible for it. Couldn't care if you smoke 40 cigarettes a day and you've got lung cancer. Faith in God can still heal you. Now, I wouldn't recommend smoking because, I mean, you're going to make it difficult for you to believe. And if you do get healed, for heaven's sake, stop. You're just going to get it again, obviously. I mean, there's common sense in this whole thing. Can you all say amen? You see, faith doesn't mean that you and I can drink three bottles of whiskey, drive on the wrong side of the road in a Ferrari at 320 kilometers an hour, and God, you understand. But faith, listen, listen carefully, church. Faith can heal. It's available. It's possible. We've got to grasp that in our innermost being. Innermost being. Faith can make you well. And please, let's not stop there. See, this is so important. I'm coming to realize how central this healing business is to the gospel. It's not something you and I can put on the side. As I used to for many years, sort of like think, oh, well, healing, you know, sort of keep it in the vein. No! Christ didn't think of it that way. His primary concern was for people's well-being. Amen? He never said to anybody, I won't heal you. Not once. Even a centurion, the oppressor of the nation, came and said, my servant is sick. What did he say? I'm coming. What did the centurion say? Don't bother to come. You just give the word. I understand authority. It's done. I understand who you are. What did the Lord say? I was dumbstruck, gobsmacked. I haven't found faith like this, even in the children of Israel. What healed the servant? What healed the servant? His boss's faith. Just think, as a boss, you can have faith for your staff. Hallelujah. Praise God. But faith can heal the sick. Can we just grasp this? And in this environment that we're living in now, let me tell you, that truth has got to ring very true in the church. If the church is going to stand up, you think we're over with COVID and whatnot. I'm here to tell you that even worse, Diseases are coming on the earth, man-made or otherwise, dear God. The Bible speaks about pestilence. It's getting very quiet in this Presbyterian church. I hate saying things like that. You know why? For some reason, they just come to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Feeling a prophetic anointing. Okay, but now you see, when I get to this stage of the preaching... The religious church say, well, I'm sorry we brought him here. You know what? You never know what God's going to do. Get rid of the man. Shut him down. We've been kicked out of a church because of this statement. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we were pleased to go. You know, they talk about the right hand of fellowship. We've got left foot of fellowship. Hallelujah. But anyway, let's move on. The next one. Oh, my soul. Money. Cash. Finance. Faith can translate. 
فائنانس علم ہے سپیکسٹی used to be a time where you could get anything for about a rand. Then it became 10 rand, then it became 20 rand. Now it's about 50 rand. Have you noticed that? It's shocking. But it's not shocking if you've got the money. But you see, give us our daily bread. Amen? These people needed food. The Lord translated what was in heaven onto the earth, and there was provision, all right? We have to understand that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. Does that mean we sit back and just wait for the angels to pitch up? There's common sense in this, may I say it? We have to be doing what God wants us to do, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, it's God who supplies our needs according to his riches in glory in Christ. Can you all say amen? amen. We've got to learn how to do it, brothers and sisters. got to develop our faith in this area and you can't develop your faith in this area if you somehow think that you know god does everything but not money he won't get his hands dirty with cash for information god will get his hands dirty with anything but it'll turn to beauty amen turn to beauty praise be to god when general booth salvation army arrives in new york and at that stage the rockefellers were very wealthy still are, i suppose But the early ones were very wealthy. But they had a smear campaign against them. And one of the news reporters said to General Booth, Are you going to receive money from the Rockefellers, you see? And he said, Yes. I will take that money and I will wash it in the tears of the widows and the orphans. Amen? Please understand this. Money in the hands of God is not filth. Let me tell you, it can be the root of many kinds of evil. but it can be the source of great blessing. Amen. And we've got to have it in our minds, brothers and sisters, that God wants to bless us. Is that too difficult to understand? And once again, it's not just for our sake. Not just for the sake of me being able to buy Mercedes-Benz, God forbid. You see, that's not the issue. What is the issue? When we come across the hungry, we can give them something to eat. Amen. Can everybody just give me a nice amen? amen? God does money. And what will it take? Hard work? Yes. Using our initiative? Yes. Using our gifts? Yes. But at the end of the day, it's not us. It's him. And how does he do it? By faith. By faith. Hope we're getting this. Faith does a lot. Amen. Faith does a lot. Let's move on to number five. Protection. All right? Luke 10, 19. Can somebody just read that for us, please? Listen carefully. I have given authority that you now possess to tread on serpents and scorpions and the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy, Satan, and nothing will in any way harm you. Do you hear that? Nothing will in any way harm you. Harm you. 
Let me tell you, this church is not into calamity. Amen. Amen. We're not into sickness. We're not into poverty. We're not into calamity. And can I just say this? We're not into funerals unless people have earned their way and time to go. You understand? We're not into it. Nothing shall by any means harm you. It's a promise of protection. With long life, I will satisfy you. Amen? With long life, I will satisfy you. Praise be to God. Just think of Ezra. Remember the story of Ezra had to go and build up the temple? Went to the king, asked for resources. The king gave him a hold of resources. But now the problem was he has to travel through very hostile territory to get to Jerusalem. And I mean, they had worse than the Taliban there in those days. And he was too ashamed to ask the king for protection for soldiers. Typical loud mouth said, Ah, God's good, and all the rest. So he used to felt, Well, I've said all that. I can't say, Well, please, you know, beg for protection. So what did he do? Proclaimed the 21 day fast. They all fasted, trusted themselves to God, and guess what? They were unharmed, unscathed. What did they do? They exercised faith in Almighty God's ability to protect. Brothers and sisters, we have to just develop our faith in this area all the time. We don't believe for calamity. Amen. When Janet and I get in the car, we're going on a long journey, the first thing we do is say, Lord, we cover this journey in the blood. Amen? Amen. We expect to get there safe and sound, and we expect to get back safe and sound, and on the way, no issues, no problem, no accidents. Amen? Amen? Oh Lord, cover us with your protection. Amen? We don't expect calamity. We're not even worried about it. Amen? But that's faith. We have to exercise faith. It's not something that you and I as Christians have automatically. Let me tell you, if you're scared of having an accident, guess what's going to happen? The devil feeds on fear. Amen? If you're terrified of your house being broken into, what's going to happen? We built this big house. We didn't have enough money for a war, a proper war. I was ignorant. Stretched way beyond what I had, but we built the thing. We didn't have a war. Our next-door neighbors, I don't think they wanted to have anything to do with us. So they built it was, I think it was about three meters, if I remember correctly. Taller than any necessary building. I think they saw us as a high risk. But anyway, do you know what the thieves did? They walked over our property, over that wall, robbed them blind and went back. How do you work that out? Maybe they realized robbing us was a pointless exercise. But anyway, I like to think it was our faith. Amen. But listen, brothers and sisters, faith will protect. Amen. Isn't that wonderful to know? In this day and age, the Bible says a thousand will fall at your left, ten thousand at your right. It'll by no means harm you. It will no means harm you. Amen. We have faith in God to protect us from every form of virus. Do you know that? We just walk through COVID without even realizing it's there almost. Praise God and any other sickness. Under our feet. Are you hearing me, church? Amen. That's where we need to all be. Amen. You might say, well, I'm not there yet. Not a problem. We didn't stumble upon this overnight. It's taken years. But that's where we need to be. Faith can do that. Must we be stupid? No. There's wisdom involved. Amen? We don't, as it were, test God. Let me fling myself off the temple and see if my faith will work. Splat. Your faith didn't work. Now what? You see, the Lord was tempted with that. Oh, you see, I'm a faith nut. I can do anything. No, you can't. You have to be sensible. I'm not going to go and walk and drive around Sunnyside 10 o'clock on Friday night and say, God will protect me, leave my car without the doors locked. That's presumption. We're not talking about presumption, church. 
But we are talking about faith when we have to do something for God. Let me tell you, if there was somebody in Sunnyside who God had sent me to go and pray for, even if it was midnight on Saturday night, I'm off to go there because I'm protected by God. Why? Because I'm in the middle of His will. Does everybody get this? There are conditions to this faith. We have to learn what it is. We have to exercise it. But nonetheless, these wonderful things are available. Amen? I'm coming to the end, so you can all rest easy. Calling. Do you know something? What, 2 Peter 1 verse 10 speaks about making your calling and election sure. You see, when you and I tap into what God has called us to do, the hallmark of what God has called you and I to do, I'm not talking about our career and all that stuff, when we tap into what God Almighty has called us to do, the one thing you will realize, that to do it is impossible in your own strength. Amen? If you believe that what God's called you to do fits in with your nice plans for your future and your career and the things that you can logically work out, if that's what you think God has called you to do, you're making a big mistake. Amen? You're making a big mistake. God has called everybody to something way beyond themselves. Amen? For his kingdom. My God, I wish I never knew this. And I found out what God called me to do. <laughs> oh my soul. Oh my living aunt. To get this done, oh Lord, I'm going to have to have faith like a tank, a horse. I don't know what. Amen? No ways GB in his own little strength will ever be able to touch it. You understand? That's why I know it's God. Are you hearing me? But you see, faith will take you into what you're called to do. Faith will help you do it. If you're called to run a business or start up a new business in this day and age, let me tell you, what are you now going to have to have? A faith. big bag of faith. Amen? A big bag of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But let me tell you, faith can do it. Faith can put your business over when every other business around you is falling. Did you know that? Faith can help you and I succeed where failure is the order of the day. In the middle of calamity, faith can carry us through. Why? Because faith comes from above. Amen? It's God. Nothing will stop God. Are you hearing me? Nothing will stop God. And if we have got God inside of us, and we're exercising the power that works within us, according to faith, we can do anything. Did I say it would be easy? No. Did I say it would just fall on your lap? No. Blood, sweat, and tears, yes. But ultimately what? Victory. I mean, victory assured. Isn't that nice? You see, if you know God's called you to do something, you know that you're going to have victory. Victory is there. Imagine starting a business in this day and age, but you're not sure. I'll take a chance. I'll see if I've got the ability. Well, let me tell you, if you and I can launch into a new venture, and we know that we know God's called us, and we're prepared to exercise faith, we're assured ultimately, ultimately, of victory. Amen? What it's going to require, actually, is stickability. Because let me say, this faith walk, very often, it looks like the thing isn't going to work. Amen? But it does. Amen? Amen? And the last thing I'm going to mention, there are many other things faith can do. But you know what? At the end of the day, faith can do anything. <laughs> you don't believe me. Oh, well, let's go to Mark 9.23. Here we have this man, his child, his little boy, is epileptic, falling into the fire. I mean, imagine that. Imagine having a child that you have to watch 24-7. That must be very tiring. 
isn't it? Because he might just throw himself into the fire, into the water. And you love your child, you don't want him to harm himself. Anyway, you know the process. This man brings his kid to the disciples. They do the umming and ahhing and shandalaring and, you know, and casting out. And they do all their stuff. Guess what? Nothing. They think to themselves, well, there's only one answer. Let's take him to the boss. Fortunately, they did. Took him to the Lord. And this father desperately says, Lord, your disciples have failed. But if it's possible, maybe you can actually do this thing. What did the Lord say? Do you believe I can do it? And he replies, Oh Lord, help my faith. And the Lord, in the course of that whole discourse, says to him, All things are possible to him who believes. See that? All things. Think about it. I don't think I can preach on it enough. All things, any problem you're facing, whatever, God is able. Faith can do it for us. Amen? Faith can do exceedingly abundantly beyond all you and I can ask, think, or even imagine. Dear God. Wow. Wow, it's a blank check. There are conditions, yes, but it's a blank check. See, the Lord, when you, that whole fig tree saga, he said, if you pray, believe it. If you pray in my name, believe it. All things are possible. But you see, what do you pray in his name? Praying in his name for information isn't just adding like an appendage, even if you've got the right name, Yeshua. You, see, you say, in the name of Yeshua, means going to work. You know that in the name of, it means in the integrity of his name. Amen? It's much more than just mouthing the name. You understand? It's in the integrity of the name. That's why when you're operating and asking for things in the integrity of his name, you know, I'm not going to ask for the wrong things. You can't. You understand? You can't say, Lord, I'm going to rob the bank, may the God's eyes be blind and may the safe just miraculous. You can't do that because you can't ask a thing like that in the integrity of his name. Amen? Amen? So anything you can ask, and let me tell you, if you regard him as your father, we his children, and anything's bugging you within the integrity of his name, you can ask to get it removed. Amen? Can you not? You see, anything. All things are possible to him who believes. There's one, just one condition that I need to mention just to end this whole thing. You and I cannot use our faith to change somebody else's will. Can you all say that? amen? That's when you get into witchcraft. You can't do that. You can't say, oh, that's such a beautiful girl. Oh, Lord, make her want to marry me. When it comes to people that need to get saved, all right, you people, family that you need to get saved, you and I cannot use our faith to make them change their mind and decide. They have to do that themselves. But what we can do, we can use our faith to surround them. Amen? with a spiritual atmosphere that will make it easy for them to hear the Lord. Amen? That's what we pray for our child. May you speak to her, O Lord. You understand? May you speak. May she hear your voice. Now you see, hearing the voice of God is one thing, but actually making the decision is another. Alright? And you and I cannot manipulate somebody's will with our faith. It doesn't work. Alright? That is witchcraft. And you're not allowed to do it. Does everybody hear me? Okay, we cannot change somebody's will. We can create an environment around them that will induce them to change their mind. All right? Make it easier for them. The word reaching them. The hound of heaven on their case. We can pray that, dear God. He's quite relentless, actually, if you let him loose. You can pray that prayer by all means. Oh, Lord. And you can bind all those filthy spirits that are stopping people from making the wrong choice. We can do that. We can do that. And we must do that. But we cannot say, oh Lord, make them accept you. We cannot do that. 
I hear him. So you see, faith is a wonderful thing. Real faith. You see, a lot of people say, well, it's the Holy Spirit that does these things. Yes. Yes. Okay, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Yes. But the two actually work together. Do you know that? Faith gives the Holy Spirit the doorway. Amen? Faith allows God to do. No faith, doubt, unbelief ties his hands. We've all got it. God's a good God. He wants to do the best for us. Do you know that? He wants every single one of us to be raised up prosperous, healthy, powerful, healing the sick, delivering the captives. Anyway, I've said enough. Praise be to God. Faith can do anything. Isn't that encouraging? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful, wonderful gift. Faith in our hearts. Thank you that everybody's been given a measure of faith. You've all got something to start off with. We've all got a bit of capital. Help us to develop that capital, Lord, to its maximum degree in our lives. That we'll be known as people of great faith. People of great faith are people of great power, great authority, and great love. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit helping us in every way. In Yeshua's mighty name, Amen.